What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to the 99th chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the QAnon for Congress episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokitansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. This week, we are going to be taking stock of the many congressional candidates and local politicians who have rubbed up against the QAnon belief system, some even openly promoting it. For that purpose, we'll be speaking to journalist and researcher Alex Kaplan of Media Matters. He's been meticulously tracking and gathering them all in a single living article. But before all that... QAnon News. First up, we gotta talk about the fact that Jeffrey Epstein, Madam Ghislaine Maxwell, has been indicted. Wow, yeah. never thought I'd see the day. Never thought I'd see the day that Travis would, would put a, a title without even the word alleged in here. Just yeah. just openly, he thinks he's I comfortably mean, claiming this innocent woman, presumed innocent, yeah, right. if you listen to Alan Dershowitz, <laughs> famous lawyer. Yeah, right. yeah she was, uh, of course, uh, uh, indicted for facilitating Jeffrey Epstein's abuse of underage girls <laughs> and also for perjury, for yeah. lying about it, apparently. Oh. Now, uh, at the time of her arrest on Thursday, she was found living on a 156-acre estate in Bradford, New Hampshire. Well, you've got to run the horses. Apparently, uh, it, this this <laughs> estate was acquired for $1.07 million in an all-cash purchase in December of 2019 through a carefully anonymized LLC. Nice. Now, darling. No, nothing weird about that. Darling, please, put Jeffrey's money through the tail. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a ranch I want to purchase. Honey, honey, we've sold the house. Uh, oh, yes, who? Oh, I don't know. It's a private donor. His name is Peter Edifile. A P. Edifile. <laughs> <laughs> now, boys, if you recall, when uh, Jeffrey Epstein was arrested, I think, Jake, your exact words were, he's got to make it to that trial. Yes. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. But this time, definitely, she has got to make, it, gotta make, make it, it to that you, trial. Hey, Glenn, get it together, okay? <laughs> we know you've been kind of down lately, but we want to tell you, Chin up and make it to the trial. <laughs> if 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 a prison if a prison guard so much as looks like they have to you take tell a Jake Rockettes you tell them you yeah. tell them to piss in their pants right where they right stand in front of you in front of you looking into your cell for okay? pleasure. If they look sleepy, if you see a prison yeah. guard yawning, um, yeah. uh, drinking decaf coffee. I mean, if there's a bag the, of donuts. <laughs> for my next story, uh, General Flynn and family takes the oath of the digital soldier. Wow. Oh, all this right stuff. on Twitter. So, I love to have a nice like bonfire hangout with my friends. Mm. So, uh, you know, the previous week, General Flynn had uh, put the hashtag take the oath in his Twitter bio. But mm. on the 4th of July, he took the additional step of reciting the oath himself while surrounded by his uh, his brothers and their wives. Where we go one, we go all. God bless America. God bless America. 
So, uh, yeah, this is uh, not new behavior from Ge- from General Flynn. In 2018, he was signing books, Where We Go One, We Go All, and, yeah. and, and saying that to um, – and also, uh, like, m- changing his banner from to images he got from the QAnon yeah. community. So, so these six people are, like, lit up by, like, the fire, <laughs> yeah. and there's the three wives of, of the Flynn's mm-hmm. with them, and one of the wives has uh, uh, what it looks like – a kind of cloud word, like a word yeah, cloud, word dress cloud on her dress of Trump tweets. Yep. So Trump insults specifically. Okay, insults, of course. Why not? And across her breast is just emblazoned "Creepy Joe" and "Nervous Nancy." So you just have that plastered across your chest on, on your dress, like on a like big white dress. The steps that must have been required in, in multiple assembling colors. that dress, just choosing the words, and then getting it printed, and then wearing it, it is fucking deranged. Horrifying. It says I, Rocket Man. I was it says Rocket Man just because that's what he called. I mean, just I was gonna, I was gonna ask, what, what do you think that his neighbors think, hearing all of these people shout these strange oaths? But then oh, I, yeah. I imagine that a lot of strange things probably come out of the Flynn's backyard. Are you so. kidding me? Of course, <laughs> they're constantly interacting with Moloch back there. <laughs> <laughs> For my next story, uh, armed QAnon following man uh, storms Justin Trudeau's residence. It's it's amazing we have to rush through these kind of almost because there's so many of them. Every single one is like harrowing and specific. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's like, absolutely what? bananas. Oh. So what happened was that on uh, July 3rd, a man named... Corey Huron drove his pickup truck through the gates of Rideau Hall, where Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau lives. Huron was armed with several rifles and a shotgun, and at least one of which was on him at the time of his arrest. Huron also allegedly had a note on him that uh, he wished to deliver to Trudeau. I don't know what that what message that particular note contained, though. Uh, he has since been hit with a slew of firearms charges. Huron was also a frequent promoter of QAnon on social media. He mostly posted on the Instagram page of his meat company that he owns called Grindhouse <laughs> Fine Foods. Called Beef Boys Incorporated for QAnon. On uh, March 27th, he posted an image of a white rabbit that appears to be driving a car, and uh, the caption of that photo said this. Has anyone else been following Q and the white rabbit down the rabbit hole and how this all relates to the coronavirus slash COVID-19 situation? Lots of coincidences in all these Q posts if this turns out to be a nothing burger. So that post has several QAnon-related hashtags, including Adrenochrome, Pizzagate, Red Pill, and Where We Go One, We Go All. You've also failed to mention that the, the bunny is driving the car, and above him it says, Just get in the car, Alice. I'll explain on the way. I think that is a good metaphor for QAnon. You get in, you have no idea where it's going, but you're just yeah. here along for the ride. An animal, yes. an animal is driving. Uh, yeah. They do not have a license, but uh, they don't even have eyesight on the, 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 the street, actually. Their face is aligned with <laughs> the middle of the wheel. <laughs> QAnon congressional candidates. All right, so let's uh, transition from talking about QAnon extremist incidents to talking about how QAnon is going to the highest halls of American power. Excellent. I mean, I do hope Justin Trudeau is okay. Yes. As of this recording, there are at least 60 QAnon-connected people who have run for Congress this cycle. Ten of those are expected to appear on the ballot in November. And if Marjorie Taylor Greene wins her runoff election in Georgia next month, which she's favored to, then that number will jump to 11. And it's strongly within the realm of possibility that at least 
two of those QAnon candidates are going to enter the hollowed halls of the United States House of Representatives. Now, to mark the occasion of uh, QAnon hitting the big time, I thought we'd spend uh, a little time getting to know our QAnon candidates. Uh, we've already uh, previously talked about uh, QAnon candidates Marjorie Taylor Greene in Georgia and Joe Ray Perkins in Oregon, but I thought we'd take some time to look into the other ones who are maybe not as well known. Specifically, we're going to take a look at Lauren Bobert in Colorado, K.W. Miller in Florida, and David Schuster in Tennessee. Lauren Bobert, candidate for Colorado's 3rd District. Bobert won her primary, despite the fact that uh, her opponent was a five-time congressman who had the endorsement of President Trump and spent five times the amount of uh, campaign cash. Bobert's journey to congressional candidacy began with a themed restaurant. She, along with her husband, owns Shooter's Grill in the town of Rifle, Colorado. So... The fuck on, man. The town is called Rifle and the place is called Shooters. That's correct. The gimmick of this restaurant is simple. All of the waitresses, and they all are uh, waitresses, they open carry firearms. Wait, do they? So wait, Shooters has Hooters in it? Is that connected? Like, are they? Do they have their the big boobs as well? Well, that I, I don't think it goes quite that far. But uh, like, but like, like a waitress a good combo. I don't know. Uh, a waitress <laughs> will they'll, they'll like take your order while wearing a, a Springfield XD nine millimeter on her hip. Oh, uh, this is really for pain pigs. Like, they just go there. They're like, I'd like you to threaten me at gunpoint well, to like make me choose which salad I want. So the the hook. Uh, uh, proves to be a hit, and a restaurant drew international media attention. Uh, yeah, which, for being mentally ill. Well, I mean, it's a boon for, <laughs> it was a clever. Look, it's a clever hook. Work. I mean, Colorado is an open carry state. She looked yes. at the laws. She's like, "Oh, wait, right. I can just have my entire wait staff open I'm carry." Just pointing out that on in the international news, these kinds of stories are where we all gather and go, "Holy shit!" Americans are the craziest people in the entire planet. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is that it actually drew international tourists, uh, such as of this course, such as this German man who was oh. interviewed for a 2015 segment about the restaurant. So we stop here because we are a little bit hungry, and a guy on the street say this grill is famous for beautiful ladies and all ladies wearing guns. Dude, I mean, <laughs> apparently this German tourist like is treating America like a freak show. By the way, that interview you just heard was from a segment produced by Voice of America, the U.S. government multimedia agency that is supported through funds appropriated by Congress. So essentially, this was part of propaganda produced by the U.S. government to influence international perception of the nation. So you're proud of this. <laughs> I'm saying I'm describing I'm accurately describing it. Yeah. I'm just telling but you what I, it is. Not you, but I mean, the Americans were proud of yes, they were like, yes. get this out there yes we yes. want everybody to tell know. the world about know. shooter about shooter's grill mm -hmm. shooter's grill in rifle rifle colorado, colorado. i in mean japan just, it's like kit, it's like kitten cafes yeah. you go it's Hedgehogs. all these cuddly kittens That's you right. get to pet them these are cute creatures here it's just blonde women yeah. with firearms but how did bobert raise her political profile enough to win a primary well we have two things to thank former democratic presidential candidate beto o'rourke and the pandemic <laughs> So O'Rourke had previously made a comment saying that he did, in fact, intend to take people's AR-15s, which is stupid and inflammatory. It helped exactly zero people. And uh, during an event in Aurora, Colorado, Bobert made a name for herself by confronting O'Rourke. And um, I drove down here from Rifle, Colorado to speak with you today. Um, I was one of the gun-owning Americans that heard your speech and heard what you had to say um, regarding, hell yes, we're going to take your AR. Yeah! 15s and your AR. And Let, your let's AK let's be respectful. Let's 47. be respectful. 
Well, I am here to say hell no, you're not. Um, so with that, um, I would like to know how you intend to legislate evil because it is not the gun, it is the heart of the man that does that. We all have stories, excuse me. So, <laughs> she was just getting started. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Raising Boebert to Congress may wind up being the most lasting legacy of Beto O'Rourke's campaign. Wow. Cool. Boebert further made a name for herself after loudly protesting state orders to close businesses to fight the coronavirus pandemic. She opened her restaurant in defiance of these closure orders. When she announced her candidacy, most didn't take it that seriously. In uh, interviews with local media, Boebert framed herself as the anti-AOC candidate. Lauren joins us now via Skype. So Lauren, what made you want to go to Washington, D.C.? Well, honestly, there is a battle right now for the heart and soul of our country. And this is a fight that I've already been on the ground fighting. I've been in it with the people in our community and in our state of Colorado. And right now, we just need active representation that's going to go forward and take on AOC and the squad and all the, the rest of the far left lunatics. So as part of her media tour, uh, she also hit the program Steel Truth, oh, yes. hosted by QAnon promoter Ann Vandersteel. During that interview, they had a kind of an awkward exchange about QAnon. Now, when I play this video, listen especially to how Bobert doesn't say a nice word about QAnon until she's pressed to by Vandersteel. Do you know about the Q movement? Are you familiar with what that is? I am familiar with that. Uh. Uh, so th that's that's more my mom's thing. She's a little fringe. I, I try to uh, I, I I just try to keep things um, on, on track and and positive. I'm very familiar with it though. Do you think Q is a bad thing or or is it just sort of? I mean, what's your opinion? No, you I, honestly, um, everything that I've heard of Q, I, I hope that I hope that this is real because it only means America is getting stronger and better mm -hmm. and people are returning to conservative values. And, and that's what I am for. Uh, and so everything that I have heard of this movement is only motivating and encouraging and bringing people together stronger. And uh, if, if, this is, if this is real, then it could be really great for our country. Amazing, she, she says, if this is real twice. Yes. Think about that. Think about the because like, She's advertising for Shooter's Grill on the screen. Just oh. at Shooter's Grill. <laughs> <laughs> also, what what struck me here is just how fucking pissed off Ann Vandersteel was after she told her, that's more my mom's thing. She's kind of fringe. Yeah. Which was basically saying, Ann, you're, a fucking, you're older than me, yeah. way older, probably my mom's age, and I consider you fringe. And her face after that, she is fucking pissed. You could tell that she's like, Better be fixing this. And then Bobert senses, obviously, that she's made a terrible mistake. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at Bobert's face, too, when she brings up Q. It's almost like, I cannot believe like, you fucking asked me that. I mean, it's Ann like, Vandersteel. She's an open, yeah, top but, Q but and Lauren promoter. Bobert maybe didn't know that. Maybe what? Lauren, no, oh, come oh, on. Give me a break. So after her victory, some reporters reached out to her for clarification on her stance on QAnon. Bobert responded with this. Glad Inspector General and Attorney General are investigating deep state activities that undermine the president. I don't follow QAnon. Mm, very crafty, I think, kind of statement where it's like, all oh, I believe in the whole like Trumpian deep state thing. But 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 I don't follow QAnon. You know, she followed this up with a tweet uh, which struck back at accusations from the DCCC that she is a QAnon follower. Here's what she said. Hey, at DCCC, QAnon equals fake news. Not a follower. 
Is this all you've got? Interesting statement. But uh, this tweet from Bobert inspired several disappointed responses from QAnon followers who are expecting more from her. You might not know this, but if you denounce Q, you lose a lot of support. Someone else said, wow, turned on us that quick? Shameful. Mrs. Wolf says she went full Gorka. Never go full Gorka, facepalm. Is referring to the fact that Gorka is extremely pro-MAGA, anti-Q. So I think Bobert, I'm going to go ahead and lump her in with the QAnon candidates anyway, but I think she's an interesting case study. Yeah. Someone who sort of like dipped their toe in, went into the QAnon sort of media circle in order to get attention because she thought that was valuable. But when she won and then she uh, she had to run in the general election, she dumped them all like it was nothing. While some candidates shrink away from QAnon, others are more full bore. Joe Ray Perkins in Oregon is one example. But another up-and-coming congressional candidate is K.W. Miller. K-dubs! So here are a few tweets from K.W. Miller's a verified account on Twitter to give you an idea of what he's all about. If you support QAnon, you should follow me. I'm running for Congress in Florida's 18th District, and I will get the job done. Where we go one, we go all, and I am going to Congress. <laughs> the next tweet reads, More arrests will be made. Ghislaine Maxwell is not even the tip of the iceberg. The Epstein cabal runs very, very deep. Bill Clinton is shaking in his boots tonight. <laughs> Hashtag where we go one and we go all, QAnon. Oh, man. 11.6 thousand likes. That's more. That's four times as many likes as I've ever gotten on anything. Uh, the next tweet reads, where are my digital soldiers? <laughs> are you ready to win this fight? <laughs> Hashtag QAnon. Where we go one, we go all. Great awakening. Oh, man. Champion. A champion has risen. <laughs> Most recently on the 4th of July weekend, Miller was tweeting out unhinged conspiracy theories about Beyonce. Beyonce is not even African-American. What the fuck? <laughs> she is faking this for exposure. Her real name is Anne-Marie Lastrasi. She is Italian. What? This is all part of the Soros <laughs> deep state agenda for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, yeah. Beyonce, you are on notice. Whoa. Hashtag Great Awakening. Hashtag QAnon. Hashtag where we go one, we go all, Trump 2020. 3.2K retweets. I you, mean... You all do know that Beyonce's song, Formation, was a secret coded message to the globalist, I certainly hope. <laughs> <laughs> the song clearly admitted she was demonic and that she worshipped in the Satanist churches located in Alabama and Louisiana. She keeps Satanist symbols in her bag. K.W. Miller's uh, day job is uh, as an energy executive. Uh, here's how he describes himself on his website. Mr. Miller has built, restructured, and managed energy businesses for major public energy companies and utilities on several continents, including PG&E Corporation, Electricité de France, El Paso Energy, Enron Corporation, and J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah, so you may have heard on that list uh, the name of Enron Corporation, famously the energy company that went bankrupt after it was discovered that it had committed the most massive accounting fraud in history. And uh, yeah. he, he, indeed, he indeed worked at that company from 1994 to 1997. But according to K.W. Miller, energy executive is only his unassuming sort of daytime persona. Oh, of course, yeah. By night, he goes by the name Mr. Nobody. And he works to help protect America from the glo globalists who wish to ruin it. But he promotes Mr. Nobody over and over and says that he's Mr. Nobody. That's true. Connecting it to the person, K.W. Miller, that he actually is. Can you imagine if Bruce Wayne... So he's really Mr. Somebody, and Mr. that somebody is K.W. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? 
What is my role? <laughs> what do I do? Okay, um, he, you, you may not understand it, but I'll kind of tell it to you this way. He's so smug right now. In the business world, and the front end, we'll call it the, the, the public side of business, I'm K.W. Miller, CEO, chairman, whatever, you know, partner, all these things oh, that what a piece of you know, shit. I've been involved with over my career. Mm-hmm. Like Enron. But in the, in the, uh, behind the curtain, I'm, I guess they call me Mr. Nobody. And, um, Mr. Nobody is, 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 is the kind of a, akin to, uh, I work behind the scenes and, uh, you know, have been working to protect the country and, and stop the bad actors for many years from uh, doing things to our country. In many ways, you're basically coming out as Batman. Yeah, you basically. It's like <laughs> what a fucking larping dumbass! Oh, this guy is clown energy, man. He he's was. So, his face is infuriatingly <laughs> sure of himself. Yeah, like, he's so smart. He's like, let me drop. Let me, some, let me explain. Let me drop some, some knowledge on you, young buck. Now, I searched through as much of his content as I could, and I couldn't find where he says that he acquired this nickname or exactly what he's doing with this group of patriots that's fighting the evil globalists. Um, but he says that recent circumstances have required him to stop fighting behind the scenes and start running for office. What am I? I'm a leader of the resistance. I'm a leader of the silent majority. I'm you. I'm just part of the inner circle that really runs the process, shall we say. And my job is to have, have come out behind the curtain and lead you and lead this nation into a 2020 election where we take our country back. That's my job. That's my role. That's who I am. Now, K.W. Miller has really leaned into his uh, Mr. Nobody persona in recent days. For example, uh, Miller in his pinned tweet says this. They asked me if I'm afraid to be the man who steps up and takes on the globalist and leftist cabal. No, I am not. (laughs) I am Mr. Nobody. I am the boogeyman. The deep state? is on notice we're taking back florida's 18th and beyond in that tweet he also posted a video of himself driving while talking about why he's such a badass now i'm going to play this video clip for you but when you listen to it please bear in mind that we have not edited the audio at all so all the music and effects that you hear on top of kw miller speaking were all added by him let me uh let me make sure everybody's uh resting easy you know, all of you have been sending me messages saying, you know, look, KW, we know you lead the uh, silent majority. We got it. We're behind you. Aren't you afraid of the boogeyman? Okay, uh, how do I say this? My code name is Mr. Nobody for 30 years. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If Mr. Nobody shows up at your doorstep, you got a problem. I am the boogeyman. Whoa, an explosion. And I'm coming after the leftists, the liberals, the rhinos, and the globalists, the rhino traders. And I'll be putting out the notices to everybody shortly. Everybody's been asking. Uh, people like me don't get involved unless we make business. Time to clean up, folks. Time to clean up and take this country back. And I want everybody to uh, mobilize with me. You can't sit back anymore. If I'm leading, you need to follow and you need to join me and join the movement. Okay. 
Man, these fucking assholes yeah. are gonna LARP us into a civil war. <laughs> I know. It's it's. It, uh, I can just He's see amazing. it. He's like LARPing as John Wick. I, you know, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to have to come out from the shadows and be such a badass yeah. in public as I as I am in private. I'll have you know. But but I have to. I have to. From yeah. his fucking like low res camera phone, like in his Honda. I've been hearing my ex-wife <laughs> wondering uh, if I'm doing okay mentally. I got one thing to tell you, honey. I am the boogeyman, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. He's got the fucking, like, He's Bram really... Stoker's Dracula hair, right? Like, dude, who the fuck? Did... I've never had this much confidence in my life. <laughs> Not even on the best day dude, where I succeeded in everything did I have a fraction of what this man has. I'm so fucking... His dude. kundalini is so fucking strong. Every chakra is just fucking bursting. Oh, man. This guy may be the most powerful QAnon politician yet. <laughs> I'm just talking in terms of like spiritually, you know, just. <laughs> yeah. K.W. Miller, in his own words, is so influential that President Trump listens to him and acts on what he says. Last night, I delivered a message to the country, and the message was directly focused at President Trump, and he got the message. Uh, he understood exactly what I was saying because he knows I talked to the international business leaders and he immediately announced that he would be locking D.C. down. To establish his credentials as a well-connected power player, he even makes bold predictions about upcoming events such as this one. What you're going to see, and I want you to come back to this video, what you're going to see is in, in another week or two, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer and the leftists come out with a three to five trillion dollar welfare package if not more. Three to five trillion dollars on top of everything that we've put out. Make up the facts and then react to them. Be outraged if you want. Form a whole opposition to nothing. Yeah, that's it. This is furious opposition to nothing. By the way, he made that prediction on June 1st. Yeah. Um, and it's been over a month. And this 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 package he said was coming. I came okay. back to the video just as he requested, Mr. Miller. Yeah. Even if his uh, political candidacy doesn't uh, take off and launch him into Congress. But it might. Who knows? We're, it's a, we're living Why in not? a weird world. Yeah. But uh, I think his Mr. Nobody persona has legs. It's kind of like a yeah. sub kind of QAnon. Yeah, kind I of think it could. That's right. Yeah, he could be the QAnon John Wick. Like, they, they deserve their John Wick. And the guy who puts, like, the Street Fighter KO on his own face. <laughs> he, he's, like, totally the guy, though, that would go to, like, a parking lot with, like, a real gun and, like, and be like, here I am, about to do an operation. Watch and learn. And, like, a security yeah. guard's like, hey, man, hey, man, you can't be here. And he kind of panics. He's like, uh like I, I, I see yeah. him as the kind of guy who he could commit murder by mistake. Like I could see That's him larping true. himself <laughs> into fucking committing murder. Like yeah. may, maybe not first degree. No, no, but it like wouldn't be first degree. It would be like uh, Wes Anderson murder. Like where it's kind of like it's funny, you know? It's funny. It's like a bottle rocket kind of operator. Yeah. David Schuster, Tennessee candidate for Senate. I thought we'd also take a look at really the lowest rungs of the QAnon candidates, the people who who are running and they are do promote QAnon, but they have no shot whatsoever of reaching the highest office because I think it's important to cover too. So for that, we're going to take a look at David Schuster. So he also makes his love of uh, QAnon unambiguous. I'm going to finish this now and say, God bless America, state of Tennessee, and all you people out there because we're all part of that. America. You need to get it back for the people. And I'll say it again because I do like you. I do like to follow it. And, um, you know, so 
where we go one, we go all. So just to describe the room he's in, on the right he has toy cars, and on the left he just has like bulk toilet paper. Or paper towels, maybe, but it's some sort of yeah, uh, it seems disposable paper product. That's right, and he looks like an aged Ron Jeremy. Yeah. So here's how Schuster describes himself in the questionnaire supplied by the website Ballotpedia. I was born in 1958 in Leominster, Massachusetts. I am 61 years young. I graduated from <laughs> Lunenburg High in 1977, joined the Navy in 1982, served 11 years as a naval aviation storekeeper, got out in December 92 due to pain. I am a disabled vet. Took me from 1995 to 2013 to get my disability from the VA. No back pay. I have been told many times by people when I applied for jobs that I come across as having above average intelligence. Like most, I have gone through life's ups and downs, and my views of life and the government match a lot of other Tennesseans' views. I had a helicopter crush me to the flight deck. (laughs) 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 When hooking nets to its belly during vert rep in Navy in 1986. I was struck by lightning in 1996. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Julian's Come writhing, on, writhing in pain. Come on, man. <laughs> we really we really hit gold, boys. We stumbled on the funny, this on like, somehow the most this is, accidentally it's a hilarious. It's picaresque. It's just a picaresque. He's like, I was crushed by a helicopter, struck by lightning, moved in with my... <laughs> <laughs> it's a ballotpedia questionnaire. They're trying to understand what kind of a politician he is. <laughs> you see, I, well, got, uh, I got a six toe on my second foot. <laughs> hold on, let it, we have been working our way back towards that, it seems. I, oh, fuck, I'm crying. I am here to do something good and have been very interested in politics for a long time. I feel it's my calling. Wow. Yeah, he kept yeah. the best for last there with Definitely. the I helicopter mean, the lightning unannounced completely. Just. Yeah, I'm not sure why he volunteered this information. Well, much like the helicopter and the lightning, they were both very surprising to him, so he thought he'd recreate that experience for his audience. <laughs> now, uh, while researching David Schuster, I came across his YouTube page, which has only one subscriber. He's he's not a very <laughs> popular content creator. Like oh, I said, man, this you guy didn't even is, give him a second one? No, well, no, I didn't. I Gross. he's not he's, this guy is has no shot. You're just pure exploitation, man. Well, I wanted to, like, to cover the breadth <laughs> of the QAnon candidates and yeah. he's definitely included. <laughs> he's great. Uh I came across one video of his entitled No One Will Say It, but I Will. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not that's, the N word. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> no one will say it, but I will. It's like, please, no, Grandpa, please don't say the end word. <laughs> please don't say it in front of the whole rest of the family. Hello, America. How are you doing today? It's me, David Schuster. As you can see, I'm running for U.S. Senate. Those are some of my signs. Hope you vote for me. Uh, people are afraid to say the N word. Oh, no! Yeah. Now, let me explain some things to you about that word. No, they're, it is the end. They changed the dictionaries to fit their oh, agenda. No. No. Oh, does he go? Does he go on to say the N word? He does say the N word in the video. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, no way, man! 
lining up my toy trucks to prepare for my Edward video. But besides, I should be allowed to say the N-word, <laughs> what, what does David Schuster believe? Uh, here are a few more answers that he provided to questions from Ballotpedia. What areas of public policy are you personally passionate about? Getting our country and freedoms back for the people. Immigration has hurt many industries and taken American jobs. Fix the intel community. Slim it down. Try to end the waste fraud and abuse of our tax dollars. I want to work for you, the people of Tennessee, and the American people. Not to get rich and screw the country like the left is doing. After all, if I may borrow a quote, where we go one, we go all. Who do you look up to? Whose example would you like to follow and why? I never really had anyone to look up to. My parents got divorced when I was 16 and have kind of been on my own from then. So I have always blazed my own path and be and do the best I could at whatever I did. Is there a book, essay, film, or something else you would recommend to someone who wants to understand your political philosophy? No. But there are a lot of movies out there to see how and what our government was and is doing in the intel sectors. Like the Jason Bourne movies about Manchurian candidates. He spells Bourne B-O-R-N. American Made with Tom Cruise is also a good one. Cruise, C-R-U-S-E. It shows how corrupt our CIA has been in the past. No better now, just another cartel. He's He's honestly right. For some of these yeah, great stuff, slim down the slim down the intelligence community. We're we're in agreement, and definitely base everything on Jason Bourne. And good good call with American Made with Tom Cruise. I do think that that was a mm-hmm. sleeper cruise film that actually didn't get as much credit as, as as deserved. David Schuster is a really really big on like ending CIA abuses. In fact, he also wants to reveal the existence of a oh, secret yeah. space program, which he believes has been funded by exorbitant military spending. And that's why we pay so much for our equipment and everything. Then you think a B, a, I mean, excuse me, a stealth bomber costs uh, two billion dollars. It's what it's doing. It's going to support our space fleet, which we we'll get get into that another day. Um, but we've had a space fleet and been working with aliens since the early fifties, late late forties, early fifties. The head of Skunk Works at Lockheed once said that we actually have the technology to, to take ET home. Which I believe. So that's uh, that's David Schuster. I mean, again, like I, I agree with your analysis, uh, uh, Julian. I can't really get on board with the make the N word great again, but but the, uh, slimming down the CIA. <laughs> I think I think this is uh, where we share common ground. That's right. Interview with Alex Kaplan. Alex Kaplan is a senior researcher at Media Matters for America. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. Now, when we decided that uh, we're going to be covering QAnon congressional candidates on this episode, you were the only person we wanted to interview about this because you have been on this particular beat for a while. You've been doing extremely diligent work, uh, basically just uh, recording every single person who is running for office. who has promoted QAnon, brushed up against QAnon. It's been a very laborious project, it seems like. So what got you started on that? I had started seeing a few reports that a few people had started embracing QAnon that were running for Congress. Uh, I believe the first one was uh, Will Sommer at the Daily Beast. I'm trying to remember who the second one. Yeah, he uh, a Florida candidate. I think it was Matthew Lusk. Yes, Matthew Lusk. Was the first known one. Uh, I think it was the very beginning of like last year, around that time. 
Um, and then I had seen a second one. I think it was Danielle Stella. Uh, Travis, I kept seeing that you, I think, had found some. And I think we got up to like six or seven. Uh, and then by January, I was thinking, well, a few people, and I think NBC had found some. Um, and it seemed like everyone had kind of found some in different places. So I figured, okay, it's probably time to put all these candidates together into one place, one easy guide for people to see who's running that has in some manner embraced this conspiracy theory. So when I started in January, it was at eight, just eight people. Um, and then as the months have oh gone God. by, it seems like every week I'm adding <laughs> more and more. And now we're, we're up to 60. Yeah. 60. Yep, 60. 60. That's insane. Kurt and former candidates. From eight in January. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, if I can insert a Less quick question. Less than six months ago. If God. I can insert a quick God. question here. Uh, Alex, at what point, at what number of QAnon candidates did you get that sort of like existential dread? You know what I mean? It's like kind of a cold, it's kind of a cold emptiness that just kind of all of a sudden catches you by surprise when you're like opening the refrigerator or something. I'm not sure. It's definitely hit me for pretty hard in the last few weeks. Yeah. I don't know. Probably when we got in the, at least in the 20s. Uh, I was starting to realize yeah. there was a pro yeah. a, a, an issue here. Mine was Marjorie Taylor Greene winning and running like a strategy and having like money. That ter that fucking sent the shiver down my spine because everybody else seemed so crazy and kooky. It was almost entertaining compared to her. I admit I didn't realize until a few days before the primary that she had a real shot. This is my political punditry is uh, probably not the greatest <laughs> in that respect, but I, I didn't realize that she... Was, had uh, had such a real shot. I had figured that, you know, multiple, uh, it seemed like some candidates were going to make it to November, but I didn't realize that any of them were actually going to be favored to win a general election. And it looks like it, that's what's happening with her. Yeah. In fairness, it's like there's no way even like a really seasoned political pundit can't possibly track, you know, how well, you know, uh, people in 60 different districts are doing. It's impossible to like, you know. No, no, no. I want to I want to hold Alex. Uh, uh, I want to hold his feet to the fire about this. <laughs> you weren't paying attention to the 14th district in, Ca in Kansas, in Georgia. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. But uh, uh, I. I was a yeah. little bit. Um, I, I she Green was on my <laughs> list early. She was one of the people that not on yeah. my original eight, but I think she was like the tenth or eleventh I added. You're you're one of the most diligent and and uh, reliable people about this subject, and uh, I think there's there's like a ragtag crew of people covering this. Like we all know each yeah. other at this point, uh, and I think we all just yeah we all just sit here going like uh, why is no one else yeah. Helping we're, us. We're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just, more like hit you up for like a two line comment. That's what they do. Hey, uh, would no. you do, give me the funny two lines for my uh, very surface level article? But, Great. Meanwhile, you're like the woman um, in like the alien hive that's like tied up with like the chest burster, just like you know maybe minutes to live, and, and we're like, please yeah. help me, help me. Travis, you, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're reaching you here in Guantanamo Bay. We'd like to know, what do you think about QAnon now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I'm sure you've noticed, Alex, it seems like uh, Republican leadership uh, so far has been kind of reluctant to speak out against the growing influence of QAnon in their own party. Uh, did you expect there to be a little bit more pushback by now? Among the 60, the range has been different, right? There's been like the true believers, like the clear, clear true believers. I put like Joe Ray Perkins... Uh, Green, yeah, uh, Margie Taylor Green into that space, uh, and then there's candidates that I think have embraced it in some manner for maybe like more politically expedient reasons. 
Uh, I've seen candidates that have used certain things that are related to QAnon that that seems to be uh, a way in a way to basically like get some political benefit from what they see as some type of political constituency. Like uh, there was this one candidate. I, I I just point to him because I think he's really stark. Um, this one candidate, uh, his name is Sammy Gindy in New Jersey. He was an interesting case because uh, when I had found him, he had supposedly, I think he, or soon before I found him, had only had like a few hundred followers on Twitter. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but then he like tweeted something like, hey, I only have a few hundred followers. I need money. Uh, please start helping me. And then he started, ta- and then he like posted where we go when we go, oh, hashtag. I think he also. Uh, tagged Q sent me, uh, you know, which is obviously blatant. Oh, um, and then like it start, he started getting some attention. I think with like in a few days, he got like 4,000 followers. Um, and he was like thanking Michael Flynn for following him. It sounded like he was maybe getting money from this, some donations. Uh, so I think he's just a good case of like, I think to some Republicans, there is a feeling that QAnon supporters are a, a political constituency. Uh, that sh- can be appealed to for political support for money. Um, I'll just point to one more candidate. Um, one of the ones who's actually on the ballot in November in California, Erin Cruz. Um, she yeah. was quoted by NBC basically saying that last year, saying something like, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, you can't discount Q people. They're like any other group that you seek to for political support. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, they vote. They if they're if they're a vote, then uh, obviously political operators are going to want to find a way to appeal to that particular group. And if that involves having your candidate say where we go, one, we go all, then that's a cheap and easy way to uh, appeal to them. There's also the metrics that Alex mentioned that interest me. I mean, seeing an account grow to 4000. I mean, it's certainly what we saw with some of the new age influencers who had middling followings at best and then suddenly took off once they did their Q stuff. So at first it was like, are they going to be rejected? And then it actually is in their favor. If you're a local politician with lower resources and you can, you know, link into a group of people who instantly accept you just for posting a couple hashtags. I mean, that's a really, really it's, good deal. It's almost, it's almost perfectly rational to cater to them. It's like it's like a very yeah. active online street team that will, you know, that will boost anyone who caters to them. Mm-hmm. And like, the algorithm will help free. them uh, along the way. So yeah. there's also that uh, incentive. I think there is a organized level. I mean, I think for hashtags is one example of this, but like there's some already organization here to appeal to with this. I mean, related to this, uh, between hashtags. I mean, there's, there's YouTube shows. I mean, Patriot soapbox in the matrix. There's like a foundation here, uh, that makes it kind of easy with hashtags to like reach out to these people in a certain way to like ask for their help and support. There's a media ecosystem. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Lauren Boebert in uh, in Colorado because she uh, recently won an upset victory um, against her uh, Republican opponent and uh, in the primary, and she um, she seemed to um, you know she appeared on Ann Vandersteel's show, who's a huge QAnon follower. She was asked about QAnon. She said that she hopes it's true, but then recently after she won that primary, she sort of denied QAnon. She said, "I don't follow QAnon." She said, "QAnon equals fake news." So, what do you make of that? Like, where do you go from the shift from sort of that kind of playing footsie with the QAnon community and then after the victory, totally disavowing it? I've seen, you know, a divided uh, uh, reaction to scrutiny uh, about at least speaking favorably of QAnon among those that have made it to November. 
Bobert is one side of that. Those that actually she's really I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that have distanced themselves as much as she has. There's been a couple. She's the one that's that specifically stated out loud, I do not follow QAnon. It is as stark a terms as that, as as far as the what I've seen. Samuel Williams, uh, another Texas candidate who's gonna be in a runoff who has pushed QAnon before, the slogan, the hashtag. He's been on Patriot Soapbox. Mm. Um, had claimed, I think he spoke to Texas Monthly a few days ago, now claiming he thought it was crap. <laughs> Angela Stanton King of Georgia, who won the Republican primary unopposed, uh, I think she's, yeah, in, in Georgia, in her district, uh, had posted uh, a QAnon video and had used the QAnon hashtag multiple times, now claims that she was just doing it to question the movement and, and was using the hashtags to extend her reach on social media. As I said before, I do think there is a bit of seeing this as a political constituency to appeal to, but there's a cost to that, right? I mean, in the in the mm. primary, that there maybe isn't as much scrutiny over that, or at least when there's multiple candidates you're running against, um, or you're not as known, you can maybe sort of get away with that. But once the national scrutiny comes, you have two options. I mean, you can do what Bobert's done, I think, and try to distance them distance yourself um, in order to maybe uh, to seem more credible and less connected to this far right conspiracy theory for the general election. Even though uh, a colleague of mine found uh, what seems to be a YouTube channel of hers that subscribes to multiple QAnon channels, um, she's been on Patriot Soapbox. It was this was not a one-time thing. I mean, th- <laughs> so this shouldn't be what she said shouldn't be looked at in a vacuum. There was other stuff. Um, but you know, so there's that option, but then there's the other side. There's the double down on it. I'm specifically thinking of Joe Ray Perkins, uh, which oh, she got she's the most cute. national yeah. attention after winning her, you know, winning the Senate nomination for the Republicans in Oregon. Uh, I mean, she basically seemed to throw some of her, was it consultants or people on her staff who tried to distance herself under the bus by claiming that she was like sad that they were trying to distance her from it and she's like no and now she's doing the QAnon oath in a video yeah uh so there's there's definitely the other way there's a spectrum yeah of, of responses yeah there's definitely a spectrum of, of the reaction to be scrutinized nationally over this i think for them you know it's really believing in this and not wanting to give up their wrong beliefs and for some it was maybe a combination of seeing this as a political constituency to appeal to and then trying to distance themselves from that constituency or what they see it as once it maybe isn't as politically beneficial to appeal to that group. I mean, it almost feels like like if you are a campaign manager or something, then your only question is like, how can I use this, this community to help me win? And maybe that that involves, um, you know, um, you know, uh, winking at them a little bit or if some more bold people think it involves, you know, just straight up saying the oath and saying where we go one, we go all. But yeah, it, it's, it seems like there's going to be a, a range of different sort of openness to the QAnon community if uh, this, uh, to sort of test the waters to see how they might be useful in sort of gaining attention and gaining and winning elections. Yeah, and it's not just candidates in Republican primaries. I mean, I'll point to a recent one that seems to be getting some attention in the last couple of days. His name is K.W. Miller. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Oh, our boy. Yeah, with, our, with the eyebrow haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, more relative, uh, relatively new addition to my tally. I think I'd only discovered him about a week ago. 
but he's an independent, I believe he's a former Republican, but now an independent candidate running in Florida. And it seems in the last few days, although he had expressed support for QAnon before this, has made it much more explicit in the past couple of days and is now using it to push conspiracy theories about stuff like Beyonce. He's like the guy in Mad Max they tie to the front of the big truck and he's playing the guitar. Like he is fucking <laughs> like he is having an experience. You can see his hair <laughs> but, flowing back like yeah. a fan boat going too fast through like a Florida swamp. But like it's getting him attention, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's. He's getting he's getting notice. I mean, people I mean, who didn't enough, know about yeah. who he was before know he is. I think I've seen Q, you know more QAnon people saying, "Oh, look, here's a QAnon mm-hmm. guy running for Congress. Go follow him." I mean, yep. there is in a weird way, you know, I think there's some in, uh, incentives for this yeah. politically uh, for some people who maybe wouldn't get as much attention otherwise. Certainly, as a digital strategy for them. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the the side that is uncertain is when you get to the ballot box, and that's where I think the rubber hits the road, and people like Green, who can put in half a million dollars of their own money, that's where you know the weight is actually, I guess, pushed down, uh, and it, it makes a real effect on the ground. I think, yeah, you can get thousands of followers, you can get people to defend you, you can get people who harass anybody who fights you, but you're, like you said, national scrutiny eventually comes along, and uh, at that point, you better have uh, a good amount of money, or you can't play with the GOP. Green's actually an interesting case because I feel like she's actually a third one. She seems to have not done either of those. From what I've seen, I haven't seen her um, explicitly denounce QAnon, but I haven't seen her explicitly talk about it recently, Um, particularly since the runoff. It just seems like she's attacked the media whenever she's been asked about it. Um, That seems like a third option. Maybe, you know, just pretending it didn't happen or just being able to preserve maybe a belief that she has without having to distance herself. I mean, she just shifted to kind of like fringe MAGA. That's all. She just shifted her, her messaging and she's diligent about not applying any QAnon terms anymore because she, does, she you know, she to me, she seems like a strategist. She's not like mm-hmm. Joe Ray Perkins who like their entire staff try to help, you know, like yeah. like the, the, the lady at the library that's kind of lost. Yeah, Joe and, Ray's and, like and, waiting and she's for the like, spaceship. She's like, no, 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 no. I want to go back in there and complain, you know, and she's like, no, 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 no. You know, you can't control her. So that's that's a different kind of queen. Yeah, I think Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, takes takes a key from the president, which is just like never answer anything, always deflect, always double down. Well, the thing is, like when the president stepped it up and was like Antifa are domestic terrorists, she got a platform that was so fringe offered to her on a national stage. She just had to take it, just follow the script. And she has, I think, a little bit uh, of like discipline. She wants to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. There is, I think it's not the only far-right connection she has. I believe uh, we've uh, a colleague of mine has reported about her being uh, connected, uh, I believe, to a militia group. Yes. Yeah, yeah she's active. Yeah. yeah, so this isn't the only far-right connected thing or extremist thing uh, she's been connected to. But, you know, this is the big, this was the one that she was known for. I mean, she had been following QAnon since, I believe, at least 2017, She's she's been following this for a while. Yeah, I don't think she put out any messaging as soon as uh, uh, she hit the campaign trail and became like a politician. There were no more messages about QAnon um, that we could see other than like, uh, perhaps there was like a retweet or something along the way. But there's a long 
patch that's dry where really we're using the proof of what she was doing in 2018 and then we're comparing it to now it's a very different person first of all she looks completely different yeah, a different you know, stage in her life for sure but i think once she focused on politics the QAnon was literally just gone yeah it's my it's my guess is like like she hired a professional mm-hmm. uh political manager and said like okay yeah. here's your new look also drop the QAnon stuff if you really want to run for office and yeah. then she just followed that advice yeah she did yeah yeah she she basically was like i don't like it's like interesting obviously QAnon's an interesting thing but right now the real like I guess insurgent like uh, kind of take is just to go full MAGA Donald Trump like full like anti-Antifa not even like yeah. go past the GOP into a, a far right and she won by 20 points so I think and the constituents are demanding it actually yeah and look I mean look I mean she can still, you know, take an elephant gun to a poster board sign with Soros written on it, which is basically QAnon, anyways. Like it's way, she, yeah, it's even further than QAnon. Yeah, yeah it's, it's much like, further. Yeah, you can shoot like, further, like you can shoot like border control. You can yeah, shoot yeah, like you gun shoot, control. Yeah, you can shoot ideology. You can shoot I, anti-fascism. You don't I mean, like. Who cares about QAnon at that point? The, the chrysalis is gone. You are a butterfly. Fly away, Marjorie. I do think one interesting thing is that at least in January when I originally added her to my list, I I don't know about her Facebook, but at least on Twitter, I mean, her tweets supporting QAnon were still up. Only recently, it seems like she's taken them down. Oh, so she cle- did a cleanup. Oh, wow. No, I last I checked, they were still up. I'm going to have to check after this interview. Uh, oh, I, I hope you are. I made a checking... point of archiving all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, I took some screenshots at the time, yeah. so uh. I still have some. But, like, I, I tried checking for the, for, you know, for the QAnon slogan, and I couldn't find it. Wow, look mm. at these two just talking shop, man. <laughs> Damn. You uh, recently tweeted that you believe that people are starting to notice the uh, growing influence of of uh, QAnon in mainstream political um, life here. So I'm, I'm curious, what what made you think that they, we've reached that kind of tipping point? Uh, I think Boebert's win, primary wins, seem to be yeah. the point where people started going, OK, something's happening here. Although as I pointed out, there were multiple others before this, but it seemed to be the tipping point because I've seen multiple major outlets starting to write about this. I mean, Huffington Post, Fox. CNN recently had a, had a piece about it. And it seems like there's finally a realization of, okay, QAnon people are running for Congress. Some of them are winning primaries. Some of them theoretically could win in November and be in Congress. You know, they're talking about a QAnon caucus. You know, I don't, I don't right. know. You know that who know who knows if that would actually happen, but you know just just the idea that's even being discussed, I think, is a, a development. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I think it's good that we're finally, uh, many people are starting to recognize this because I mean this is a far right conspiracy theory that the FBI has warned about um, that's been tied to multiple acts of violence that. Uh, I, I've like lost count of how many misinformation like stuff that they've been QAnon people are involved in. It's just like it, it, it's it's a major conspiracy theory that's caused you know that that's been very problematic in multiple ways. And the fact that multiple candidates are embracing this, that they're finding a foothold, is I I think a thing something that needs to be discussed. And I guess you know 
grappled with. I couldn't agree more. I think it's incredibly corrosive. And um, I my whole goal with this project is to make other people as anxious about it as I am. And I think we're getting closer every day. So, but but, it, yeah, but if, and you're helping. So thank you. Yeah. But if it's left to you two, you're just going to say stuff like, well, it's not ideal. It's certainly a development. <laughs> you freaking nerds. No, listen. We need to, no, we need no. to fight them in the street. No, that, no, no. We, we bring up the factual information. You yell and scream. All right. It's, yeah. a, it's teamwork. It's yeah. teamwork. That's true. That's true. That's true. So I, I have found 10 candidates so far, or at least 10 among the Republicans that have made it to November. And at least five have come from California. And that mm-hmm. is something that surprised me. You know, I didn't expect that going into this, that it would be California that would have the most Q- QAnon candidates. They have the most overall current or former that have run it all at 12. Uh, I, I think we have to discuss for a second California's special election system, the blanket nonpartisan primary system. I think it, in a weird way, it's actually been beneficial to QAnon candidates. It's just the top two candidates and, and who, whoever they are, they make it. Um, I do wonder, I mean, I can't prove this. This is just wondering. I do wonder, would it be as many QAnon candidates in November if, I mean, all five are Republicans, if they had to, uh, run in a specific Republican primary? Maybe. I don't know. But I I do wonder if that plays a role as to why so many have made it to November. That's possible. But uh, I always have to remind people that uh, California is the has been the home to Andrew Breitbart, uh, you know, Stephen Miller, Ben Shapiro, Steve Bannon. Um, There's a there's a very active sort of uh, conservative sort of community in California, too. So while California has the most candidates, Florida's right behind at 11. Although none have made it to November yet, or, or besides the one independent guy. And I do, to me, that was less surprising. You know, I think Florida was where it really got attention in 2018 to begin with. It was that Trump rally in Florida, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, that didn't surprise me as much, but it was the California stuff that was more surprising. We've been seeing tributaries that aren't the same as the ones in Florida basically feeding into the system. Mm-hmm. Basically, this this state has its own pre-QAnon uh, mind states, including people that are involved with ascended masters, including people who are involved with like energy healing, mm-hmm. uh, soft pe- brains out yeah. here, so, and softened further yoga, by, by reject- rejection from the Hollywood machine. I think, I think people, all, I think a lot of people, especially especially yeah. in in LA and like in the entertainment and and sort of like acting and modeling world like i think people are ready to believe that the reason they didn't get the part is because they didn't they weren't part of the cabals like rituals and shit yeah it's true alex thank you so much for uh coming on the show um is there where can people find your work i'm on twitter at alcapdc a-l-k-a-p-d-c um and uh i'm a yeah you could follow me on a uh, media matters uh a media matters.org where i uh continue to write about this subject and other uh, subjects related to online extremism and social media misinformation. Yeah, your work is uh, basically invaluable. Uh, there's no one else doing it, and it's really, really cool. So go check out Alex's work on Media Matters for sure, and definitely follow him on Twitter as well. Yeah, thanks for everything you're doing, Alex. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it, and I appreciate you know you guys focusing on this too. It's it's a, a troubling area, and uh, it seems to be becoming more significant. Thanks for listening to another episode of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe for five bucks a month to get a whole second episode every week, plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes. There are over 80 of them currently. When you subscribe, you help us stay advertising free and editorially independent. 
We usually stream twice a week at twitch.tv slash QAnonAnonymous. For everything else, we have QAnonAnonymous.com, where you'll find uh, merch, a link to our Discord, access to our Lost episodes, and a lot of other fun stuff. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy, it's fact. And now, today's auto cue. Would you like to accept a call from the Guantanamo Bay Detention Center? Cool. Detainee. Dude. Travis View. <gasps> yes. Hello? Travis? C- can you hear us? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. I, I, can't, uh... he- I can't hear him. One sec, Travis. Okay. Wait, I want to get. I'm just gonna get this sorted out so Jake can hear you. Uh, uh, guys, focus. Uh, I, I'm in trouble. Uh, listen to me. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can only hear like a weird sort of CNN video playing. Boy, seriously, dude, you're not wearing the Sony's. Those are your phone earbuds, dude. Oh, well, well, but I was. Um, hold on. I... It doesn't matter how much you fuck with the volume, dude. It's not connected to the right headphones. Shut the fuck up. God damn it. It's one thing when you interrupt me on the podcast, but this is life and death. So shut the fuck up. You have two minutes remaining on this call. Julian, just listen to me for once in your life. I need you to call my wife. O- okay. All right. I tell her. I mean, well, tell her that I love her. I honestly, I'm not sure where I'm calling you instead of her. But uh, tell her to go into the attic and find the box. It's this cardboard box. It's the one with the Christmas ornaments. Uh, it should be uh, to the right of the small window in the back. In that box, she's going to find a stack of Zimbons in a small Pelican case. Oh, I can I can hear them now, actually. I think it was just the headphones. Okay, perfect. Uh, write down this address. I need her to send the... Wait, what, what are Zimbons? Yeah, what the hell? What are Zimbons? Boys, we have a limited time here during which I need to convey some very specific information, which I hope you're writing down, or I'm going to die here. I, I don't want to fucking die in this shithole. All I've got to read is Neon Revolt's book here. What's kind of fucked up is that it's actually saved me from a few stabbings already. Uh, but now they want to move us to Camp Delta, and I know Jordan Sather is going to be put in charge of- Camp Delta? That sounds fucking dope. What? You have one minute remaining on this call. At that time doesn't sound right. So you, you still need me to explain Zimbons, or can we move on? Uh, Zimbons. Yeah, Zimbons. Yeah, I, don't know what, I don't get it. Yeah, oh, okay, that. fine. Uh, Zimbons refers to a scam in which people invest in Zimbabwean bonds or banknotes because they've been misled into believing that the notes will reevaluate and suddenly make the bondholder very wealthy. Wait, so they're just worthless? Well, no, that's the thing. They might be the key to this entire affair. When I was arrested by the Q team under the supervision of real chief police, the QAnon promoter, he seemed particularly interested in the Zimbons I had on me. Uh, if I had to guess, they might be considering it as the new world currency. Not the Iraqi dinar? No, I, um, I don't know. The, the, the enhanced interrogations, I think, are fucking with my head. They've been connecting my nipples to, to each of my tweets, and the current is designed to modulate each word. I, I can't believe it. Isn't that, um... Yes. It's revenge for the thing I said. If my tweets make you suffer, then suffer. And now I'm suffering from my tweets, read aloud, vowel by vowel, as they electrocute me to the rhythm of my own deep state shilling. My tender nipples are looking like Slim Jims. But from what I could glean, uh, a lot of this shit, I, I really, really hate to say it, but it might be true. The arrest, my arrest. 
the Clinton clones, Elon Musk writing the Turner Diaries, Seth Rich alive and married to Ghislaine Maxwell, the new formula for adrenochrome, Jeffrey Epstein's egg-shaped penis. It's all connected. Tom wasn't lying, but I think Tom Arnold tricked us. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Everything is true. Aliens are probably real, too. Bigfoot, the Thunderbirds. It's all fucking real, boys. I fucking told you. Okay, okay. Focus. Write the address down. You're writing this down? You have 30 seconds remaining on this call. It's 405 East 42nd Street. Oh, shit. I know that street. Right near South Fig, there's a Pollo Loco and a Church's Chicken, like, within a block no, of No, 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 no. Not in L.A. What? The address is in New York City, you fucking idiot. Okay, so we send the Zimbons there, or how do we even get them? 420 East 45th Street. 405. 405. Are you... Dude, I can still hear the fucking um, CNN video playing. We really need to figure the headphones out. Well, now that Travis is gone, let's record our fucking pro-QAnon episode that I've been working on diligently for the last six years. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go.